0: Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. I'm Bill Rossetti of PanthersWire.com, hitting you guys back up on this Thursday night. Hope you guys are having a good week, and for those of you up in the Northeast, hope you guys stay safe with the pending storm coming. Uh, I'll be right alongside with you here, hoping we don't get a lot of snow, but definitely prepping for the worst. So stay safe if you're in that area. Uh, if you're down south, well, enjoy the good. Keep enjoying the good weather, my friends. I definitely wish I was back down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Uh, But we definitely got a lot to get to today. Uh, We're going to talk about the recent cuts that the Carolina Panthers made, including, of course, a longtime veteran. So we'll get into that in a little bit. And it's Combine Week, my friends. It is here. The The NFL scouting Combine has officially got underway. Some of the players have arrived in Indianapolis for the start of the Combine. Of course, the real good stuff begins tomorrow when players begin their on-field drills, and we'll definitely get into that, and some some notes about the prospects and get into some of the talk that the Panthers made. Of course, Ron Rivera talked today at the Columbine, as did GM Marty Herney. So a lot to get into today, so let's get right into it, and we'll start with, with the players that were cut during the week we'll start it earlier in the week where they cut safety kurt coleman and defensive end charles johnson of course two contenders to be cut going into the soft season by the panthers and in total it saves about six million dollars in cap space between the two players um Kirk Coleman was one of the better safe was probably the best safety and one of the better defensive backs on this team, but he is on the wrong side of 30. Uh, They definitely do need to get, get a little younger. Of course, if you look at the numbers on pro football focus, none of the safeties and none of the defensive backs really performed that well in their eyes. So there was certainly a chance for an upgrade and with, some of the potential targets in free agency if they want to go after a big name wide receiver they're going to try to shed as much cap space as they can so Coleman was a bit of a tough loss but probably probably a move that needed to happen and then of course Charles Johnson um, missed a bunch of games over the last couple seasons due to injuries and of course he had the PED suspension late last season, and then after he came back from suspension, really never uh, really never saw the field anyway. And then he was a, he ended up being inactive for the wild card game against the Saints. So not, not really too surprising that those two are gone. And certainly, and, we, and we've talked before how safety and edge are two positions of need anyway for... The Panthers, both in free agency and more likely the draft, this obviously just kind of further illustrates that point. And again, we'll we'll definitely get get into some of the prospects in those. We've kind of talked a little bit about them, and we'll dig a little deeper as we get closer to the draft. Of course, again, we talked mentioned the Combine is this weekend, and then you also have... Pre-draft workouts and pre-draft visits will be coming up. Those will be hitting the news, so it'll be interesting to see who the Panthers bring in or who they go and work out privately. Again, something like that you got to take with a grain of salt, but it is also always interesting to kind of make notes of those visits. So we'll see if they go after some of the top safeties, guys like Derwin James or Ronnie Harrison. So it'll be interesting to see. The bigger cut, of course, the veteran that we mentioned. Of course, you guys all know this by now. That would be Jonathan Stewart. Ten seasons with the Carolina Panthers comes to an end. Uh, Stewart, of course, thirty years old. He was he was due a little over five million dollars. This saves three million. I believe he was due about five million dollars. Saves about three million toward the cap. Um, so it leaves just Christian McCaffrey, Cameron Artis Payne, and Fozzie Whitaker at running back. And, you know, of course, you can throw Alex Arma in there as well as far as the whole running, gra- running back group. So it would not be surprising. Um, and again, granted, you know, depends, depending on how they feel about guys like Cameron Artis Payne and Fozzie Whitaker, but it would not be surprising to see see them target a running back at some point in the draft. Longtime Panther, of course. He spent 10 seasons with the Carolina Panthers. Played in 131 games for the Panthers. Rushed for 1,699 yards. I'm sorry, had 1,699 carries for 7,318 yards, 51 touchdowns. And on the receiving end, he caught 162 passes for 1,295 yards and 7 touchdowns. Um, Coming off a little bit of a disappointing season, of course. He only rushed for 680 yards. only Only rushed for over 100 yards twice in 2017. One of them, of course, was the... Was the big win over the Vikings that really helped solidify the Panthers' playoff position. In which, of course, he also rushed for the three touchdowns. Uh, The only other game he rushed for 100 yards was the Monday night game against the Dolphins. And it goes down that he only rushed for 1,000 yards just one time in his career. That was 2009. Obviously, injuries played a bit of a factor... Throughout his career, only three times in those 10 seasons did Jonathan Stewart play all 16 games. Uh, 2013, he only played six games. 2012, he only played nine games. So again, in total, 131 games. Did not play in all 16 games since 2011. But obviously, he was still a productive back. And of course, he was never like the full-time back we all know of. You know, this year he was splitting with Christian McCaffrey, and in the past, of course, D'Angelo Williams. So he was still, still one of the better backs in in Panthers history. So it's certainly going to be a little sad and little, um, little. Not sure the word I want to use, but obviously it'll be different. Not seeing Jonathan Stewart donning the Panther blue. I'm sure someone will take a stab on him. I don't think he'll, I I think he's still going to play, you know, it may be a while before someone signs him. He could, could be one of those late veteran signs, maybe later this spring, later this summer. But I do, I do think he'll still be in the NFL, but again, it'll just be a little different for Panthers fans to see Jonathan Stewart in a different uniform. But again, great career for Jonathan Stewart. And we certainly, Wish him the best in his future endeavors, and you know, thanks for a great 10 years in Carolina.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: Well, with that, we will move on. Again, we got some news from the NFL Combine. Uh, Again, Ron Rivera and Marty Herney both spoke at the the Combine today and some of the interesting notes. And actually, uh, Panthers Wire did a piece on a few takeaways from the Panthers press conference. So I'll just kind of run through them. Ron Rivera said it could be looking could be time to start looking for the next guy to develop behind Cam Newton. Mentioned maybe drafting a quarterback and re-signing Derek Anderson. And I've thought for a while that that's definitely a possibility that they can go to um, in some of the mock drafts I've done for the Panthers. And I'll be do- actually doing another mock draft for Panthers Wire, likely for tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. I have mocked some quarterbacks late in the draft for the Panthers because you know it makes sense. They could definitely use a backup quarterback and we discussed this on a prior episode when we talked about the quarterbacks, you know, Derek Anderson, he was a solid backup, but you can't th- can't figure he has much longer and Garrett Gilbert is kind of so-so, so you want to you might want to get a young face in there to start developing Again, it's not like Cam Newton's going anywhere anytime soon. But you probably do want to get younger at the backup position. Even if you bring back Derek Anderson to kind of be that veteran mentor, bring him as the uh, QB3, and have the rookie as the quarterback too. So definitely would not be surprising to see the Panthers target a quarterback at least late in the draft. Uh, I talked about Devin Funchess. And he said that he and Marty Herney are deciding whether Devin Funchess will be the number one or number two receiver and will build complimentary course around that. And that tweet coming from Jordan Rodriguez. The first tweet was from Joe Pearson or Joe Person. You know, Devin Funchess, he obviously had this opportunity to to be the number one receiver and he started out great slid a little bit and then kind of bounced back in the playoff game so definitely whichever way they decide to go is probably how they're going to attack the wide receiver position in free agency or the draft whether they feel he is the number one or the number two if they feel he's the number one you can probably wait a little bit on receiver if they feel he's the number two then you're probably going to go out and target some kind of Big receiver, whether it's in free agency, perhaps Sammy Watkins, or maybe you go out and try to get one of the top receivers in the draft, whether that's, say, Calvin Ridley of Alabama or Cortland Sutton of SMU or Christian Kirk of Texas A&M. So, you know, there's a lot of options out there. Uh, Auden Tate of Florida State, I've mentioned, this guy I really like and I think would uh, really be beneficial. A lot of these guys, I think, would be really beneficial to a guy like Devin Funches and the offense as a whole. Um, but there's definitely no doubt that I think you have to get another playmaking receiver on that offense. You know, you did draft a receiver in the second round last year, but Curtis Samuel does have some kind of injury problem. You know, we don't we don't know the severity of it. And really, of course, he's kind of just a slot guy. He's one of those gadget guys. Not that he's not a playmaker, but you kind of want him more threatening receiver there or threatening presence and that's where some of these bigger receivers come into play again a guy a guy like Sammy Watkins is probably going to be the could be the the top option I don't see them going after Jarvis Landry now now that he does have the franchise tag remember that's 16 million dollars that uh, he would get if he plays under the tag with Miami, so you know they're going to have to cough up some money on him. They'd probably be better off throwing some money towards Sammy Watkins, would probably be a little cheaper, maybe a little more expensive than he would have been because of Landry's franchise tag, but Watkins is probably more of a outside playmaking presence than Jarvis Landry would be. And again, you know, what kind of assets would the Panthers be willing to give up if they want to go after a guy like Landry? Um, so, again, Ron Rivera saying receivers position. Ron Rivera said, Nor- North Turner doesn't necessarily need a physical back to replace Stewart. You know, in- inter- interesting there. Um, maybe, perhaps, then they feel that they have some physical guys. Again, it kind of depends how they feel on Cameron Artis Payne. Could they give him a little bit more of a workload? I think they could maybe go out and get it back in, say, the middle of the draft. You know, could a guy like Nick Chubb in, say, round three? Would that be a possibility for the Panthers? I mean, I'd I'd be all for it for sure. I'm I'm definitely a big fan of Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't... You know, don't expect them to get, like, Sonny Michelle or anything like that, but one of those playmaking backs like a Nick Chubb, you know, maybe a Kalen Balazs if you want another kind of receiving threat out there. So it'll be really interesting how they go about the running back position. Um, Ron Rivera said it's going to be tough to keep Andrew Norwell, and we... You know, we kind of figure that going in. They aren't going to place the franchise tag on him because they don't want to give $15 million to an offensive guard when they're already paying uh, about $11 million a year to Trey Turner. So, And he did also mention that Taylor Moton can play guard and tackle. And we saw that during the season. You know, In the preseason and the regular season. We saw him move around a little bit. He got snaps at left guard, got snaps at right tackle. So he is kind of that versatile lineman. I still think he can play tackle. uh, Coming out of Western Michigan, I really like the way that he performed in run blocking, uh, both on film at Western Michigan and some of his play at the senior bowl that year. So I I still think he can play right tackle. Obviously you're set at right tackle right now with Darrell Williams, but Moton does give you that extra option. Um, but again, the fact that they think you can play guard definitely helps a little bit because you are going to have that hole. I I did write two for Panthers Wire about some of the top guard prospects in this draft I mentioned. Uh, I threw in Quentin Nelson since he is the kind of consensus number one, but don't expect the Panthers to go after him. He's probably going to go top 12. Uh, Isaiah Wynn of Georgia... Billy Pry- I didn't mention Billy Price in the article, but Billy Price is, in, is, is definitely a, a interesting pro- prospect because he's someone that can play both center and tackle. And He did it at Ohio State. He played guard most of his time, and then he moved over to center his senior year to replace Pat Elfling, who, of course, was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, wouldn't that be interesting, though, if the Vikings grab Price to get the two Buckeyes back together? So... Again, Guard is going to be an interesting p- position because do they want to go with with a guy like Taylor Moton? They did, of course, give a new contract to Greg Van Rotten. So, you know, a lot, a lot of possibilities. And then there's a couple guys later on in the draft that could be of interest. Um, two two names that come to mind are Sam Jones of Arizona State and Wyatt Teller of Virginia Tech. I think are definitely... Uh, if they don't take guard high, I think those are names you should watch out for later on in the draft, probably probably on day three, you know, kind of those later rounds. Ron Rivera, and this is a tweet from Roster Watch. Ron Rivera just told the local media off-podium that North Turner had a meeting with Cam Newton when he got to the Panthers to assure Cam he was here to help him, not to change him. You know, there was definitely a lot of worry that Norv might come in and kind of change the offense because he's kind of old school, and he's never really worked with a with a quarterback the caliber of Cam Newton or as athletic as Cam Newton. But he has come out and shown a lot of praise for Cam Newton and shown a lot of praise for the the rest of the offense. So, I, I think it's going to be an interesting mix. I don't, I don't think it's as bad as some people initially made it out to be when the hiring was announced. You know, and there's, it's not like it can get much worse than it did last year. You know, it's, Mike Shula didn't come out and really, you know, he wasn't exactly a barn burner on offense, so... You know, it'll be interesting to see how North Turner takes what he's done over his many years of coaching and kind of integrates it into an offense with a guy like Cam Newton at quarterback, with a guy like Christian McCaffrey at running back. So, really, a, a lot of factors in play, and definitely will be one of the interesting things to watch as the season progresses. Um. Rivera says there was no decision from Julius Peppers, but says it's coming soon. You know, of course, Peppers is a pending free agent and certainly considering retirement. He's obviously up there in age. It would it would be a nice way to go out if he decides to retire. He had one of his better seasons in his return to Carolina, but he is about 37 years old, so would
1: not be surprised if he uh, if he decides to hang it up. And free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: Ron Vere says he doesn't think Panthers offense will have a lot of scheme changes with the arrival of North Turner because a lot of their scheme was already based on what Turner did in San Diego. Says Turner will add his own flair that comes from Scott Smith on Twitter. So that that's certainly a little relieving for for some people, the, f- the fact that they've already blended some of North Turner stuff into their offense. So, you know, if you want to think, think of it this way, that they have a bit of a head start already because they are, have already utilized some of his traits and this will just be kind of adding more to it. Uh, Ron Rivera said, Luke Kuechly is rehabbing team will err on the side of caution with the timeline. And, um, you know, obviously No need to really worry right now. It's only March 1st, so plenty of time to get him ready to go. And then the last one, Ron Rivera says, Graham Gano contract is high on the priority list, but defers to Marty Herney for further comments. Chances are they are going to slap the franchise tag on him, and I believe the deadline for... I want to say the deadline is tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, March 1st. I know it's, like, very, very close. And I'm going to check that checking that real quick live for you guys right now. But it's usually around the middle of March. Okay, March 6th. March 6th, 4 p.m., is the deadline to slap the franchise tag on the player. And, again, if, if the Panthers are to use the franchise tag, it is likely going to be... On Graham Gano, which would be a little less than five million dollars um, for the one season. There was a report though that the Giants are interested in Graham Gano, and of course, Giants now have Dave Gettleman as their general manager. But again, if if the Panthers do as we expect then Graham Gano won't even make it to the to the open market because they're going to slap the franchise tag on him. So that's kind of a a look at where the Panthers are right now and some of the takeaways. And again, you can check check out the full article on pantherswire.com um, what Rivera talked about at the combine. And we'll just run through the schedule real quick for you guys. Again, right right now, some of the players are already there. They're getting their medicals. They're getting their height and weight. But the, the stuff that everyone loves to see is the on-field drills. So the schedule for you guys, running backs, offensive line, kickers, and special teams will have their on-field drills tomorrow or today, if you're listening on Friday, Friday, March 2nd. By the way, how about Saquon Barkley, 29 bench reps. I mean, that's impressive. I don't even think I could get 225 up twice, let alone 29 times. I mean, the kid is a freak. Um, so very much expect him to go, I would say, no worse than top seven. I I still think he can go top five. I think, you know, the Giants have to be in play at number two. The Colts are in play at number three. The Browns at four. So definitely. Now, granted, obviously, a lot of trades can happen with all these quarterbacks. Teams can move up, and that'll slide some of these players back. But obviously, Barkley's not going to go very far. Uh, Running backs, offensive line kickers, and special teams will be on the field Friday, March 2nd. And Saturday is quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. We know that a lot of the top quarterbacks are going to throw at the combine. One quarterback, of course, that will not throw is Sam Darnold of USC. He's going to wait until his pro day to show his stuff, but I believe pretty much every other top quarterback will throw on Saturday. Then on Sunday, it's the defense is time to shine defensive line and linebackers will take the field at Sunday, March 4th. And then it wraps up Monday, March 5th with defensive backs. And we talked about safeties earlier in the show so that's going to be the one you guys want to watch. Again, Derwin James, Ronnie Harrison, Quinn Blanding of Virginia, Kaiser White of West Virginia. Um, so a lot a lot of names, a lot of interesting safety prospects that you guys should definitely keep your eyes on. Uh, Deshaun Elliott of Texas, Marcus Allen of Penn State, Armani Watts, Texas A&M. It, it's an it's an interesting safety class again certainly very top heavy with those first two names but certainly some names to watch for throughout if you're looking for the Panthers to target a safety at some point in this draft but that is your kind of quick primer on the NFL scouting combine again the some of the important things about the combine have already taken place for the, some of these players. It's all about those medical checks and it's all about and I mean that well really let me go back that's really the important part is the medical checks. You know, so there have been there have been some players that they got their medical evaluation at the combine and found some kind of injury or health issue that they had no idea about and just all of a sudden pops up so that that's really important because it gives all the NFL teams a chance to get medical evaluations on every prospect so it just gives them more info and again the on-field drills certainly are are important you know some more so than others everyone likes to focus on the 40-yard dash uh, for those that are new at the combine, you're gonna watch the 40 yard dash, watch more of the ten yard split. That's really more of the key. Um, especially for positions like offensive line, because it's all about that initial burst, that initial get off. Because remember, you're you're starting in a three point stance when you do the forty yard dash. So the faster you can get out of that stance, the obviously the better your time's gonna be. So that's why they look at that ten yard split too. Um, And then certainly, certainly it's always intriguing to see who the fastest players are and how that affects their draft stock. You look at last year with John Ross, he was the fastest player at the Combine. He ends up going top 10 in the draft. Unfortunately, his rookie season was really wasted. And now there's already questions as to what his future holds in Cincinnati after just one year. So, but there's going to be a a lot of, lot of things to talk about at the Combine and we'll certainly Certainly cover it all for you guys here, and then we'll really get into draft season. I uh, got a couple got a couple guests planned I want to try to get on here. Um, you know, I don't want to guarantee anything, but want to try to get John Ledyard of Locked On NFL Draft, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, but want to try to get him on. You know, if you listen to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, you know he does him and Trevor do a fantastic job. I uh, just listened to his interview. With Tyrell Crosby, the offensive tackle of Oregon, who's actually one of my personal favorites in this draft as well, Uh, and he did a fantastic job. So if you haven't checked out Locked On NFL Draft, go do that right now. John Ledyard, Trevor Sickema, they're both in Indianapolis right now, so they've got all your coverage. They've got even more coverage for you than I can give you right now. You know, I'm just going off what I see on TV and computer screens right now. But they are, they are live in Indianapolis, so go check them out for all your combine needs. And again, after the combine, we'll certainly look at some stuff and start getting ready because by the time the combine's over, we're only about a week away from the start of free agency, my friends. I mean, league year begins on March 14th. So that's a week from Wednesday, my friends. A week from Wednesday is when the new league year officially begins and free agency can officially get underway. Of course, we have the legal legal tampering period a couple days before, but it really gets underway March 14th. We're going to try to cover it all for you right here on Locked On Panthers and the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network covering All your favorite teams across the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB. So with that, kind of long-winded, but a lot of good info out there getting you ready for this weekend. Uh, So if you are watching the Scouting Combine, do enjoy it. And here's hoping your favorite prospects test well and their draft draft stock skyrockets as a result. So with that being said, I'm Bill Rossetti. Thank you guys so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. This has been the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And until next time, take care, my friends.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.